Wellington Access Radio 106.1 FM. This is B-Side Stories, stories of the people who make Wellington tick. Thanks for that song. Remind me who that was? Um, that was Glass Vaults. Glass Vaults you can see at Cuba Dupa this weekend. Don't miss out that Cuba Street festivity. Oh um, my God. Right now, Sapir, my, my name's Laura. I forgot to say my name's Laura. I'm in the studio with Sapir. Hi, Sapir. Hi, everyone. Um, now, you may have seen colorful creations decorating bike parks, lampposts, and benches around Wellington City and wondered, who the heck would do such a thing? Well, I caught a yarn, bar- a yarn bomber red-handed decorating our city streets with knitted flowers and sleeves and booties, and uh, she's here to tell us about the covert craft of yarn bombing. Uh, we're joined today by Mari North and Erin Kennedy. Hey guys, welcome. G'day. Hi there. So, w- w- yarn bombing, these are, these are your words, that's what you call it. Yeah. Um, is it the most badass form of knitting? Oh, we're going to take over Wellington. <laughs> We're just doing it one stitch at a time. <laughs> one stitch at a time. So um, I guess my basic question about yarn bombing is like, um, w- where did it come from? Where did this idea of like decorating outdoor stuff with fancy knitwear uh, sort of, where did, how did it come into your consciousness? Well, recently a, uh, there was an earthquake November a year ago and we were a little craft a queer crafting group and we was um well I was it made me feel anxious this whole big earthquake thing and how far is this going to go and it's and just never seemed to stop Mm. and there was I I wanted to cure everything (laughs) I wanted to make it better yeah (laughs) and we all We've all got history doing a little bit of yarn bombing before, so we decided to pick this up again. So we um, we tossed around ideas of where to do it, and and we decided to settle on the bike stands in front of um, the central library. This is over a year ago, and uh, we got permission from Kevin, the receptionist. Bless his cotton <laughs> socks. <laughs> And and we've been doing it ever since. Yeah. So it's a regular thing that you kind of like. We've usually got a project going on, and nowadays people ask us to yarn bomb near where they work or live. Um, And we had done some before the bike stands. We'd done a tree and a bench in Willis Street, and when we do it, it just makes people smile. They go past and smile, and we like that. So. Is it is it strictly allowed to leave this knitwear around places? Well, we haven't been arrested yet, and it <laughs> hasn't been removed yet. So yeah. there are you know there are worse things to be arrested for if if it did happen. Sure, yeah. and it sounds like you try to get permission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from Kevin, the receptionist. From Kevin, <laughs> yes. yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Can I hear from both of you, each of you, like, how did you get into this craft? Well, I hadn't been knitting for years and years and years, and Erin came along, and Erin said, let's do a knitting group. (laughs) You take it away, girl. (laughs) Well, I think we were having a bit of a debate one night on on a Facebook group, which no longer exists, um, the old lilac one, and we decided we'd 
quite like to have a queer crafting group set up from there. And I think one of our first projects was decorating Willis Street. Um, and yarn bombing is a worldwide movement. Um, and in fact, a couple of our projects that we've done, my brother's mother-in-law, who's 90 and lives in Cork, has contributed bits yeah. to that. So, you know, so we quite like that. It's, yeah, mm. hmm. just a woman thing worldwide. That's right. Make people smile, be kind. Mm. Sure. And, it, yeah. and is it a woman's thing? Well, it's a queer crafting group. Your so, group is, yeah. yeah. And um, the agenda of our queer crafting group is just friendship, quite frankly. Mm. And the knitting is like a byproduct, an amazing surprise. Mm. <laughs> and we all, we all contribute a little bit to the theme of whatever the project is. And um, I like the way Erin asks the people who are very busy doing other things, just a stitch or two will make you a contributor. <laughs> and so we, we all make something, and then when the event is going to happen, nobody really knows what it looks like when we put it together. So it's as big a surprise to us as it is to everybody else that walks past. Sure. Yeah. So what, what, what kind of things have you made? Uh, we decorated a tree rather beautifully with birds and flowers in Willis Street. Cool. Yes. And that lasted at least a year, I yes, think. Yes, that was over a year. Um, we did a bench. Um, we've done bike stands around the place. And most cyclists quite like their bikes resting on nice, comfortable, you know, crochet or knitting. Mm-hmm. Yes. They, it, that's gone a little bit international. All the bike mm. groups think we've done it for them. And mm. we smile and nod. Yep. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. Mm. They're very grateful to us. Mm. <laughs> and at the moment there's um, uh, four benches down in Cuba Street by the Bucket Fountain that have had a little bit of embellishment from from us. Yeah. And we did that spe- specifically for Pride Week just to make it a little bit queerer and a little bit fabulous. Mm. Yeah, and now we're up. We're, we're doing the top of Cuba Street. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. So what? Um, I guess how do you do it? Like, and it sounds like you, there's a bit of organisation that goes into it, and maybe a bit of prep with the with the crafting. Yeah. How, how do well, you go about a little? Mari's the boss of the group, so she decides <laughs> what colours we're going to do, <laughs> and, and then we just the knit. Depending on people's. Uh, knitting or crochet capabilities they'll do long bits or squares or flowers or whatever in the colours that have been okayed by Mari <laughs> and then um, Lisa who's pretty arty puts them together yes. usually and then we all just go and sew them on yes mm. indeed oh we once did a baby's blanket mm. that was superb that was pretty that gorgeous. was really yeah. gorgeous one did, of one of us outside? one of us had a baby blanket had a baby for a beautiful baby called Pippi. Yeah. Pippi. Mm. Pippi's now got one of our blankets. Mm. Great. Yeah. So that's incredible. I guess I didn't realise that each square might be a different person's contribution. Yes. Mm. That's right. Mm. That's right. So we don't really plan it very specifically. Like the um, the benches down by the by, uh bucket fountain, they've got slats with very narrow gaps between them. So we just talked and talked and chatted and tried to figure out the best way to decorate them. 
and we came up with vines and flowers as an idea just to see what would work. And then given those words, you never really know what's going to turn up. And they look gorgeous. Mm. They really look gorgeous. But up at Thistle Hall, we've been a little bit more specific because there's an exhibition on this week called Thread Redemption. And the Thistle Hall um, organisers have asked us to yarn bomb specifically for Thread Redemption. So we um, we thought there's four benches up there. One we uh, is in purple colours and one is in green colours because those are the colours that make up a thistle. And on the other side of Thistle Hall, we've got crazy fire colours. So it's all purples and crimsons and oranges and cerises and reds. So the, yes. are, are those crafts, they're inside on display or they're out in they're the public? They're outside. Awesome. And um, some people have been a bit worried that they might get dirty. So there's a, there's a system. It works really, really well. It's called rain. <laughs> <laughs> So they will get dirty and they will get clean. (laughs) What happens to the creations that get left outside? Generally, well, we just took down some of the yarn bombing that we put up in November a year ago simply because it was getting old. Mm. That's all. So whenever I sew on something, I think, oh, this will never last the night. Some little child come along with fingers and unpick it or yank it off or somebody will come with a knife and slash it to pieces or take it home. And it never does. Mm. It astounds me every day. It makes me smile that it's still there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, um, wh- how, how does one go about learning to knit or I crochet? Think- which well, I'm, I don't know the difference. They could join right. a group like ours That's or right. Get go a on YouTube. Yeah, yeah indeed. YouTube has, has helped people learn things immensely, but the easiest way is to grab a friend mm. and meet regularly with a friend. Mm-hmm. And you just, I call it old time, um, just, you know, just, um, it's like old time meditation, I think. Mm. It's really calming and it's really good for my soul. And I just feel better mm. after spending a couple of hours knitting with friends. <laughs> yeah. And we have a lovely group. We've got pretty amazing people in our group, all of them, oh, I, I think. Them. And I always finish on Monday nights. I go home and I'm de stressed, happy, you know. Probably blood pressure is the lowest it is all week. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, something to be said yeah, for that. Exactly. And everybody comes for their own reason. And it astounded me because I was a little bit cynical in the beginning. I was thinking, oh, knitting's a little bit boring. <sighs> and these people came along and within a blink of an eye, somebody had left a 19-year relationship. And it's this ability for people to go out and follow their own interests and it gives you confidence in yourself when you're doing your own thing. And I just think having a, a group of friends who are always on your side, you can never get too many of those. And it just makes me feel confident that no matter what's going on in the week, I'm going to have a couple of hours with my mates. Oh. Yeah. And so we've watched each other go through ups and downs, and we're always there for each other. And yeah. we just carry on knitting, sort of. Yeah. By the by, and we people we teach people, and we 
we remind people or people remind us what we've done before and do something again. But I have to say, we have been a little bit famous. Because <gasps> Erin has knitted, you know, the pink pussy hats. Yes, And of she's got one in Te Papa. <laughs> I know. Wow. Because we knitted quite a few for people around town. Possibly over a hundred mm. with Erin's little finger nails. <laughs> did, did you? Mm. And is that one in Te Papa special or did they just take one out of the bunch? They wanted some for, I don't know, for an exhibition coming up or for something, so we gave them one. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, good work. The more pink pussy hats out there, the better. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, do you, does your little group, your team, work on little projects like that? You, do you kind of plan things together or sometimes yeah, you? Usually. Yeah, sometimes. but we're not, you know, herding cats kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, sometimes I don't feel like... Sometimes I go along and I just don't feel it. Sometimes just, we just go and have cups of tea and... Yeah. ...have Murray's Chet. lemon cake or something like that, which is making me speak. <laughs> Apparently, oh. I've mm. been asked. Mm. <laughs> this Strong is the cost. request. That's mm. right. <laughs> so yes. if somebody was keen to join in your queer knitting group or another crafting group, how, how do you recommend they reach out to... Well, our you. group, Stitch and Butch, meets every Monday, 6 o'clock, at St Andrews on the Terrace, up in the Rainbow Room. And it's all free to join in? People are welcome. It's all free. We've got spare needles. got people who can teach you how to knit. We've yep. got wool. Yep. You can just come along. Rock on in and you'll get a warm welcome. Beautiful. Mm. Uh, do you mind if I talk about your Facebook group as well? Sure. So I, you, you run an inclusive queer feminist discussion group on Facebook, which has the best name um, of any Facebook group, Feminist McFemface. Yes. And um, uh, it's very well followed in, in Wellington. Uh, since you're a, a self-proclaimed feminist, do you think yarn bombing is a feminist act? Um... Well, I guess strictly knitting has been a feminist action for years and years and years. Um, and I'm, I get immense pleasure from it. So I guess that women, that previous knitters have been getting the same pleasure for years and years and years. So that just sort of sits there. We've been doing this for a long time. But the other angle is that it's... Um, it's a home craft which has always been slightly um, looked down upon. Um, however, we don't really care what people think about it <laughs> because we just love it. Mm. And I have to say it's people relate to it on a personal scale. On a personal level, people might walk by and smile. So um, I'm not sure how feminist it is. Tell me, Erin, how feminist is Well, it? I think a lot of crafts like knitting and crochet and quilting and all those things have been undervalued because they've been female activities. So in that sense, if you know we're bringing them back, yes, it probably yeah. is a feminist activity. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you think that those kind of crafts are a little bit of a lost art too? Like fewer people are learning I, how? I think so, because I always get asked, when we, when we are installing it, trying to be guerrilla knitters and <laughs> trying to be dangerous looking, yeah. um, women always come up to us and say, can, can you teach me how? 
So there's always a need to, a, a yearning to want to be able to knit and, and crochet. And things have changed over the years because people, I can buy clothes at a remarkably cheap cost and let's not go there. Oh, that's a rabbit hole I could disappear down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't make great big woolly jerseys anymore. They're incredibly time intensive and they take up a lot of money and energy. So I do tend to do mm. gloves, um, beanies, um, smaller projects, and which is why little patches for yarn bombing suits us quite well. Why do you make art anonymously that's for everyone? Well, because I've never called myself an artist, although this is art, and this is um, a collaborative, and we've never, we've never had the conversation that says we should put our name on it. But I think we should have it. We should have that conversation. Mm, things, things, things grow. Mm. I think that might be our next agenda for Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we put our name on it? I can just see it. I can just see how we could do that. What do you think, Erin? I think that's a good idea. Good thing to discuss over lemon cake. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for telling us about your yarn, yarn bombing. And I'll keep a lookout all over Wellington for more booties, sleeves, flowers, and knitwear um, yeah. decorating the world around me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for coming for on the show. Thank you for and encouragement. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>